0: Welcome to That Comic Smell Podcast. With your host, Tom Stewart. With special guest, Durf. (laughs)
1: <laughs> How's it going? Good. Okay. You want me to put on
0: the uh, mic? Um. Oh, okay. Actually, sounds alright. To be fair, yeah. So it's entirely up to yourself. If you're more comfortable with headphones on, then it's up to you. I'm
1: hot, but it doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs>
0: no, that's all good, man. It's uh, don't worry about okay. it. We'll just keep it off. How's things out there? How's the weather and whatnot?
1: Well, uh, well, no, it's okay here. Actually, it's uh, the nasty stuff's all in the south. All right. For once, <laughs> usually it comes down from the north, and we're the. You know, I mean, two feet of snow here is typical.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: But this this is a weird one, yeah.
0: Yeah, we uh we got we got a pretty bad spell last week. Um, I think that's the first time ever I've not managed to work because oh, of wow. snow. Um, so we had we had uh, a pretty bad thing here, and it seemed to only hit our side as well. So it was it was us in sort of Dundee, Edinburgh, Perth, that kind of region yeah. of Scotland, and then it just never really hit anywhere else like, as bad. <clears> <throat> um So you're talking like a week of just constant snow, which is weird for us. Like, yeah. We're,
1: oh, we're no, the... it's not. Yeah. Because, no, you know, I'm on the shores of one of those giant lakes. Yes. So we get the systems, they're called Alberta Clippers. They come All right, okay. from Canada. <laughs> go across the lake suck up all the moisture slam into the shore so it's special it's a lot of fun yeah i <laughs> know uh, there's nothing here i mean it's fine
0: good good good, good. it's uh yeah it's been a we- it's been a weird one um how's it been with uh not going across to tour like europe and everything just now because you'd normally yeah, be away, been, it?
1: that was a blow um you know you don't you don't you don't put out a new book very often you know
2: mm-hmm.
1: once every three or four years and how many more books do i have left in me i don't know so <laughs> hate to lose i hate to lose one you know like yeah. a big release Has it, really it had... was like a 40 stop book tour Jeez. and three trips to europe um, all down the toilet in like the space of a week so yeah it was I was in mourning for a while, but you know, mm. what can you do? I mean, that's just—it's what everybody faces this year or last year and this year.
0: Yeah, yeah, exactly. Have you been? Uh, have you been coping well yourself, just in general, with everything that's going on? I mean, I know it's been a pretty tough time
1: for you, anyway. <clears throat> yeah, I mean, I lost my mom, mm. so, yeah. and uh, one of my best friends has it right now. Jeez. So, yeah. So it's yeah, you know everybody's everybody's affected by this thing, mm-hmm. so it's hopefully we make it through it can whenever we get our shots in you know twenty twenty five or whatever they get around, to it. <laughs> yeah, um, looking forward to that, <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah, so I just these are just basically like I say, these are just basically conversations, just random things, just to get to know a bit more about yourself, Um sure. So, you've got quite a a big interest in music. It shows like a lot throughout your work and stuff. so were you in bands and stuff as you were growing up?
1: Nope, no uh, my skill is only in writing and drawing. you know right, okay. you can't be good at everything right no, I mean, no <laughs> right.
0: <laughs>
1: you know, um so I did a lot of posters and you know record covers, but no, oh, I was right. never in band.
0: What kind a of band? What kind of posters for like what kind of bands
1: uh well mostly like local punk bands whenever i was i mean i did a poster a couple of years ago in paris for the uh, rock on sen uh oh. festival area a huge festival oh, they nice. had. yeah or had yeah and i did uh did a poster for clutch oh cool and they blew it up to like thirty feet across and hung it in the Paris Metro. That was that was pretty wild. Jeez, I know. Yeah, it was great. <laughs> Not something you know. You go back to twenty five years in time. It's like yeah, this is something I'll do someday. I'll, <laughs> I'll draw a poster that's hanging in the Paris Metro. Dude. But um, yeah, bands like that. Uh, what's another one I did recently? Lucius. Uh, oh, nice. I, I don't do many anymore. I'm not really a poster artist. That's a different skill set. Okay. You
0: know? yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: That kind of conceptual, just pulling out of nowhere, some idea, some yeah. interesting image. That's really not what I do. Yeah. And that's some people are really good at it, and I really struggle with it. But once in a while, I I come through. Do you get um, do you get uh, comps of those posters? Uh, sometimes. Yeah, I didn't get the thirty foot by <laughs> twenty foot. <bike. laughs> yeah. Paris, no, I got a little one. I forget where it was. I got it somewhere, but who knows where. Um,
0: is it all? Um, is it all bands that you would listen to yourself?
1: <clears throat> uh, usually, I mean, I'm not. You know, I'm not uh, drawing posters for boy bands or anything. <laughs> like that <laughs> Well, that would actually be kind of awesome, wouldn't it? Yeah, just a bit. <laughs> <clears throat> um, yeah, it's usually, you know, someone approaches me, they either know my work or they know me, mm-hmm. and they and they ask, and, you know, I, I usually don't turn things down on you.
0: Nice, nice. Do you get a chance to meet any of the actual folks when you do a poster for them, or is it just a case of, like, just the poster? Uh, uh,
1: sometimes, but usually not, no. No. I'm usually, you know, it's usually an intermediary that approaches me, like someone running the festival or uh, you know the manager or something. I'd I'd very seldom hang out with the band.
0: Yeah, yeah. What was <clears throat> um? Have you uh, before any of this all happened? Did you are you a sort of frequent goer to gigs and live music? Yeah, I
1: mean, not the year before I because I was I had this. Really brutal deadline for the the last book I did. Yeah. yeah. So I just I didn't have a lot of time to go to shows, but normally I'll uh, yeah I go to quite a few. I love live music, so and we have some very good live music here. So or did, (laughs) who knows? It'll be who knows what'll be left after this passes. Yeah. But um, yeah, I enjoy it, but yeah, not last year, and certainly not this year. No,
0: no, no. Have you um have you got some good uh, venues and stuff in the area then yeah
2: mm-hmm.
1: yeah yeah we got some very very good small venues i don't like big stadium shows or anything like that no i've kind of gone to them i don't really care for them
0: yeah. you don't get you definitely don't get the same feel from going to an, an arena <clears throat> no. gig or anything not at all i no, no no it's um oh, I, I don't know like i i've I go and see a, a bunch of live bands when I can and stuff as well but um, I don't know if it's I, I don't know if you feel this but like just as time goes on and you get a wee bit older it's just a case of like the actual live experience of standing in the middle of a bunch of people pushing you about just isn't as exciting as it used to be um, well
1: wading into the mosh like. It <laughs> when I was 20, 20, years old, but, um, no, I mean, I, I still enjoy it a great deal. I mean, I, just I, no, I, I can't get I'm trying to remember the last show I went to. It must've been in 2019. Oh gosh, what was it? I can't, I'm not even sure I even remember. Mm. It's probably something uh, oddball, <laughs> but, um, do you, yeah, I'm drawing them.
0: Do you, uh, do you keep the tickets and stuff from the gigs?
1: Oh yeah. I got a bunch up there and it, Stuck oh, okay. around his places <laughs> back to when I was a when I was a kid. Oh really? Yeah sure. Oh, nice. You know, I saved them. You know, I mean, I saw like you know the Talking Heads in 1979 and
0: oh, the Ramones in
1: 1978, and you know all these great bands. Yeah, so
0: yeah. that's good. Do you uh, do yeah. you put a lot? Do you actually fill up like your wall space with a lot of stuff then? Yeah, it's got crap all over. There. <laughs> do you bother um? Yeah. Do you bother framing
1: the stuff, or do you just shove it up? Sometimes, I'll, sometimes I'll frame things, but uh, usually I just yeah tack it up.
0: Is it um any original artwork or anything, or is it just posters? In my
1: studio, yeah. No, been, I got in my hallway outside. Yeah, I got a bunch of original art hanging up. Oh, nice. nice. I've got the whole third floor in my house. It's the attic here. Oh brilliant. That's all my studio space, yeah,
0: God I'd kill yeah. for that <laughs> <laughs> i'm uh, I'm stuck in the uh the side room at the minute, so that's okay. that's fun.
1: Yeah, well, houses are cheap, <laughs> so you know
0: um what's say uh, what's the kind of setup that you've got there in the studio if you don't mind me asking
1: uh what do you mean set like desk well, yeah, obviously. And... I've got you know five or six Macs sitting around, three estates <laughs> and uh, tablets and light tablets and all kinds of stuff. But um, you know my uh, there's my drawing table over there. So oh nice. It's, and then you know behind me it's all the my library and all my bibliography and stuff and. That direction. There's, you know, an old spinner rack and a bunch of other stuff.
0: Ah, lovely. Oh, you there? Yeah, yeah. Sorry, I don't (laughs) know what happened there. What
1: happened there? Yeah, we got cut off.
0: It just completely like it just all disappeared and completely turned off there.
1: Skype dropped the call. Oh well.
0: Uh, Fun and games. That's just exactly (laughs) what you need. (laughs) Have you been? uh, Have you? You had the pleasure of having to do a bunch of Zoom calls and stuff at the minute anyway, and having a tackle yeah. all this crap yeah i did
1: a bunch um i'm kind of done with zoom panels but um, <laughs> i had enough of those and uh i mean i'll do one-on-one stuff but yeah uh, i got sucked into some panels and god they were a nightmare <laughs> so, was
0: it like yeah. is it all like virtual con stuff
1: yeah yeah, yeah. and yeah. i'm not even sure anybody's watching you know i mean it's...
0: oh is it oh it doesn't even actually give you like so's <coughs> in the room, or a counter, or anything. To say. No, they
1: usually pre-record them. Oh right, okay. Yeah, shit. Oh, yeah, we yeah, did a dozen of those, and I don't know if anybody watched them, or if it was just a total waste of time. Or... I'm sure they were, man.
0: I'm sure they were, because <laughs> I, I know a I know a bunch of folks that have so I went to them after the fact. They maybe don't watch them live, but I know a bunch of folks that go to them after the fact. But oh I, really? Yeah. Yeah. Maybe- yeah. yeah.
1: Maybe. there are probably a couple I mean I did one for San Diego Comic Con over the summer but the moderator tested positive for COVID just before oh, just shit. before the event so they just had to pull somebody you know wherever they could find oh Christ the panel and I don't think she really I mean she gave it her best shot but she was completely unprepared and it was a it was a disaster oh geez. so you know it's, it's just that's just the way it is it's a yeah. lost year
0: yeah yeah, just a bit. Has it um, has it had a big effect on the on the actual book, or have you noticed that the sales have been
1: all right? Uh, well, sales have been great in Europe. Great. Um, they, particularly France and Belgium, I think mm-hmm. they have their their act together a little more than a lot of countries do. Yeah. Uh, the book business, I mean. Yeah! 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 <clears throat> um. In the U.S., I don't know what the sales are. I think it's done okay. It's in its third printing. Um, the first printing sold out in about a month. Unfortunately, the second printing got delayed because of COVID, so yeah. it was stuck on a ship. Oh, So shit. ran out of copies for a couple of weeks, which, you know, is not exactly optimum. No. And, uh, yeah, it's, uh, I don't know. It was, it was a really difficult, difficult launch. But, yeah. Um, it is what it is.
0: Yeah. Do you know what it's it was um it was good to see because like, I knew the, the book had been delayed. Um I was kinda sitting watching it myself, but I knew it had been delayed and then do you know, what? it was great just to see it actually coming. And I've kinda thought that with a lot of different places as well. Like so Fantagraphics just kinda kept going as well and putting loads of stuff out mm-hmm. as as well. And I'd I i do not know if that helps or hinders or what, but it, it, I tend to find that I, I think a lot of people's buying habits have went right up because they're just stuck waiting for something new. You know what I mean? They've already been lying through.
1: I, yeah, I don't know. The problem is how do you get the word out about yeah. these releases because all the shops were closed, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And there was also, I think the attention of particularly this country was just, I mean, it was it was half of it was devoted to COVID and the other half was devoted to that fucker Trump. <laughs> and there was really no space for anything else. Yeah. And so uh, I really have no idea what the book, book, book sales were like. Uh, they tell me that book sales overall were down, but how much down, I don't know. I mean, there, whether that was a short-term thing, long-term thing, I don't know. I don't really follow it that closely.
0: Okay. I got to ask just cuz you mentioned it there how are you um how are you feeling now that um Biden is uh, is in
1: Well, it's a great relief. Yeah. I mean, yeah, he's no visionary, but um, <laughs> just to be rid of that vile orange toad is uh is a relief. Yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah, big time. It's uh, yeah. uh like it's such a strange thing looking into that, especially coming from Scotland of all places, you know, it's very odd looking in on it. I mean, I I remember sort of peak teen years, kind of going through the whole, uh, the whole um, George W. Bush Jr. and going out on marches, anti-war marches, and everything, and you know Tony Blair and everything, and just getting involved as 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 much as a teen could, and then falling into this, and (laughs) this was just this was something all in itself. Like it was just unbelievable. It's been, it's been, it's been four years of just not having the foggiest of what's going to happen next.
1: Right. You know, I spent the last four years, uh, traveling around Europe, apologizing (laughs) to almost everyone that I encountered. It seemed like that was my constant, whether I was on the radio or, you know, interviewing or, Festivals or whatever, just constantly <laughs> apologizing. I have no explanation for it. Um, of course, you have your own problems. I mean, it's uh, well, um, it's just very,
0: it's, it's so strange, and it's uh, yeah,
1: it's a crazy world, man.
0: Yeah, and I, I, I do feel trepidatious sort of asking because obviously, it's not, it's not inherently straight in my politics, and obviously, you're very, you're very vocal and very involved in it yourself.
1: Um, I was I mean yeah. I'm not really a political commentator anymore but uh, and I haven't been for many years but I'm not shy about offering an opinion
0: no no exactly um, <laughs> but I have
1: influence whatsoever so it's that's not
0: right. <laughs> yeah but it's good to get it or is it.
1: it reflected in my work so <laughs> you know that's just not what I do I'm not I'm not a political cartoonist so
0: no 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 but you I did. was
1: but I burn out
0: <laughs> yeah but you did make some uh, Astute observations to the uh, the American I, way of living. Big time. Wait a minute.
1: I should write these down. Wait a minute.
0: <laughs> it's um, yeah. I was I was cracking three true stories recently, and uh, oh, thanks. Yeah. yeah, it's that go,
1: that's my that's my comic strip. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, the... So that covers like 20, 20 some years mm-hmm. of work. I was uh, say <laughs> four volumes total, wasn't it? uh four volumes in the u.s for floppies we yeah call yeah them, yeah, you know. yeah yeah and in in france and belgium it was collected as one book ah right okay. did exceptionally well I, it was like the top selling indie book the month it came out it, it was really very gratifying jeez and i'm quite fond of those stories yeah. i mean even though sometimes the the artwork makes me recoil in horror <laughs> um depending on what I was doing or not doing at the time. Uh, the stories themselves, I mean, I, you know, I remember exactly. It's like it's like reading a diary, you know. I remember exactly where I was in life and my career and what I was doing and um, what was happening in the city. And it was just, it's just, I, re- I really uh, enjoy those stories. and I think they hold up really well. They do. I think um, I, I, I really
0: that think was only
1: do. one component of that, of that. Comic strip, which ran in these things we call free weekly papers, which you don't have. Um, they were just these free alternative papers. At every big city, had them, and you'd find them stacked up in coffee shops or. Oh yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I got a bunch here. These are all free weeklies here, and you know they were huge. I mean, look at the size of that thing. Jeez. Yeah, I mean they were, they were really profitable, and they were fun, and they were full of comics, just. Packed with comics yeah, yeah, yeah and not just weak comics I mean this is where Alison Bechdel started Chris Jeez. Ware Charles Burns Christ. Ben Catcher uh, uh, who else me um, <laughs> a whole who's who of uh, of you know people who went on to dominate indie comics for yeah, yeah, like yeah, yeah. 15 years so was, they were really great papers but they're gone now
0: mm. <clears throat> yeah it's, it's not something we ever got here we, we just we just get um, like really shitty tabloid news things on buses. That's it. <laughs> you
1: know what I mean? Like net- yeah, that's kind of that. That actually helped kill the the. They were called alt weeklies here. It helped kill the alt weeklies when those big corporate shitty, uh, commuter papers came out because yeah. they took away the advertising, and then, of course the internet killed it dead. But um, <laughs> it was great while it lasted. I mean, it was a lot of fun for like ten, fifteen years. And, yeah, yeah, and you had. to else to do?
0: Hmm. You were, uh, you were saying you can remember like a, like a lot of stuff looking back at those strips. Do you ever um, do you ever actually go back and do you actively go out and read them to kind of jog the memory no. of what you were doing? No, no,
1: no, 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 no. no. Not one. I mean, time. I did when I put together those. I put together that book. Right. But, okay. Um, um, n- no, no, I don't really, I don't really read the old stuff. I have trouble with my old work. Yeah. Um, yeah, the further back it is in the rearview mirror, uh, the more I can tolerate it. Okay. Because I can look at it and say, okay, well, here's what I was working on, and this is what you know, this is where this started, and you know, so you can see the beginnings of threads, and that's nice. Mm-hmm. But the closer it is, the the harder I have to work from, like you know, ten, fifteen years ago, it's just oh, <laughs> I can't, I can't stomach it. Are you, uh
0: so you're not one for uh, nostalgic looking back on so not no. just work but like anything like photographs or anything either
1: Oh well you know I like photographs sure I mean I don't think I've ever been uh, particularly nostalgic I don't mind talking about my past but um you know I do it I think fairly with a fairly clear-eyed <laughs> uh attitude Yeah you know you see the faults you see you see what worked and what didn't or I mean, there are good stories everywhere, and certainly I've pulled from my own life for stories. But um, I mean, you just can't wallow in nostalgia. No, that doesn't work. Yeah, yeah. Well, it does for some. It doesn't for me.
0: Well, yeah, like because you're saying yourself, you've pulled from um, bits of your life. is it actually hard going back and looking at it?
1: Well, my friend Dahmer wasn't easy, but no, um, no, um, because that was such a you know such a trip. Um, because you know, I woke up one day and and you know, just like that, my entire personal history had been rewritten, yeah, and all of this kind of goofy high school stuff that had seemed so harmless now took on an entirely new, very chilling definition. You know, as we realized, you know, holy shit, that's what he was thinking when we were doing all this stuff, yeah, so yeah, that was that was a, that was a bit of a head trip, but um otherwise no it's not it's not hard to 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 look back i mean I don't do a lot of autobio, so no. um um I don't really uh spend a lot of time in my in my own life
0: do you find it a pleasure or do you find it quite difficult putting in the research for some of the the books you do, especially with like Kent State and stuff as well it's quite it is quite hard like hard going but just purely on the basis of how much you've got to do? <laughs> Um do you actually find that exciting? I find
1: that stuff. No, that stuff is fun for me. Yeah. I mean I'm you know, my my degree is in journalism. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Art. So we're <laughs> creating writing. So I mean this is you know, this is part of my nature. And I worked for newspapers for many, many years, so it's you know, I I enjoy this stuff. No, it's it's a lot of fun. It's like playing detective, you know, tracking yeah. things down and covering things. Oh, it's great.
0: That's good
1: it's no more work than any other part of the book i mean it's you
0: know have you did you have a lot of jobs like i'm i've i was i was reading trash recently and obviously you said that you used to work on the mm. bins garbage truck yeah yeah yeah, yeah. And my my dad was whatever like, you call it well yeah, bin, call it garbage. Bin, bin bin men bins whatever uh, uh yeah. well my my dad was actually a bin man for uh was like he? a lot of years right. yeah 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 oh. a lot of years so i like oh. I, I relate to Trashed quite a bit, and it's uh, mm. do you know what, It was actually, do you know what? That That was actually quite an eye opener because there was a lot of stuff I actually read that kind of finding out little bits and bobs that I think would have probably still translated and related like quite a lot over here. Um, like, oh yeah, it does not change no, 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 no. Um, it's actually quite terrifying reading it <laughs> these days to yes. be fair.
1: Yeah, it's, a, it's certainly my scariest book, I think. yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah absolutely.
0: Yeah um yeah. but uh yeah did you have uh did you have a lot of other jobs um mm-hmm. in between that so just literally did you go from that to journalism while
1: well, studying i was uh well I, w- I worked at a grocery store in high school and you know packing groceries yeah, yeah. for a little old lady <laughs> and then i was a garbage man and then i went to college yeah and then i started you know I became. I was first published. Uh, I was like 20 years old when I was first published, and that oh. was it. So from that moment on, it was just all comics. Um, so Bag Boy, Garbage Man, comics creator. That's, <laughs> <laughs> find the right there. Find the progression.
0: Yeah, that's quite a. <clears throat> it's it's quite a it's quite a leap. And you've had like then you've had all manner of different people and different reactions and stuff as well, and that kind of thing It's say uh, you would have had to deal with the aspects of shitty people in retail and then shitty people out in the street and then
1: <laughs> yeah. all the Great different unwashed yeah. <laughs> and then nothing no people at all i mean i'm yeah. locked in my studio uh, complete complete you know someone said you know uh it's going to be really tough to socially isolate when it started. And I said, are you kidding me? I've been socially isolating <laughs> for 30 years. <laughs>
0: oh, jeez. With, the uh, with being inside, do you, um, are you, are you mainly working? Are you, or are you finding time to, to like take in like TV movies, stuff like that?
1: Yeah, I do a little bit. I mean, it's kind of hard to, it's been kind of hard to work. Um, <clears throat> I mean, I was really all oh, last fall. It was pretty much promotional crap. So yeah, yeah, it was yeah. either interviews or panels or, you know, you name it. I mean, I was just doing it constantly. And signing books, I was doing a lot of – I set it up so I could do a mail order of signing books. And mm-hmm. I, I don't know, I signed a couple thousand of them. I mean, it was really – so I was quite busy, but now, yeah, it's, it's it's. I find it really hard to focus. I mean, I'm starting to write again, so we'll see where that goes. But I haven't drawn, and know, yeah, I haven't actually put any pen to paper in a while. So,
0: do you um do you draw? Yes. For, do you draw for fun?
1: No. Not at all. No. 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 Fun for me is making making books. Okay. I think that maybe because you know, coming from a newspaper background, I mean you had to be productive. So
0: mm-hmm.
1: just like filling a sketchbook, I've never been able to be I've never been able to keep a sketchbook. It seems like a waste of time to me. I wish I could, but because yeah, yeah. I look at some people's sketchbooks and they're you know they're awesome. But I just it just seems like a waste of time for me, you know? It's like, no, why don't I why don't why aren't I working on a book? Why <laughs> would I be working on a sketchbook?
0: <laughs> so
1: that's that's a whole that's a whole
0: practice thing though where a lot of people I think a lot of the time as well as doing like a sketchbook and if you're con- if you're sort of constantly working you're keeping the practice up anyway so it kind of makes more sense right
1: right so it's not so bad. Right. I'm working the stuff out of paper which is a little bit more risky but <laughs> um, <yeah>. it's, <laughs> it's worked out okay so far but
0: yeah 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 so you are still you are still working pen and paper you've not made the leap to digital at any point well, you have that well, I think I have
1: digital at some point. Yeah. I mean, you know, um, I still draw. You know, like there's one of my pages there. So it's oh, yeah. just pen and pen and brush on Bristol board.
0: Nice.
1: And then it gets scanned in, and then you know the tones or the color I add with a with an iPad Pro and an Apple pencil. And okay. Type is usually a is a computer font that I use. And, so I mean everything winds up digital eventually but no I do not you know I do not draw from the beginning digitally that has no appeal to me whatsoever
0: is that is that Punk Rocks and Trailer Parks you were working on is that you doing the the color version
1: Uh, I'd like to but we'll see what happens with that okay Um, yeah I have not I would like to add color to that book and re-release it. Yeah, that would be great.
0: I think it's in – Because the
1: original publisher here went under, so the book is out of print. Yeah. Oh, God. Yeah. I know. Yeah. That's that's a shame. He went under quite a while ago. So, you know, that's comics. I mean, (laughs) these smaller publishers, they last for a while, maybe even thrive, and then, you know, they hit the rocks. I mean, that's just the way it is.
0: Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I'm going to ask, what's a, it's a question I wonder about. What's the most common but most trivial thought that you have from day to day?
1: Wow. (laughs) Um, What will I make for dinner? Probably. Oh, really? I mean, no, I mean, it's all, yeah, I can't imagine anything else. I mean. I have nothing but trivial thoughts. Either. <laughs> um, um, what's your
0: least favorite chore? My least favorite chore. Yeah.
1: Picking up dog shit in the backyard.
0: <laughs> 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 uh, I know that man. <laughs> that is my, uh,
1: doesn't really mean, you know, garbage man, but, yeah. um, uh, and if you read trash, you know, my, my uh, experience with dog crap. <laughs> um, but it's just not
0: it's not a lot of fun. No, that is my uh, that is my day to day, dude. That is my uh, yeah. That is my job, dog walking. So. Uh,
1: oh wow!
0: Yeah, so uh, picking up crap every single second of every day. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and I've got two dogs myself. So yeah, have you? Uh, no. Have you? Have, you've got a dog, don't you? Two. Oh, you got two? Yeah. What kind of dogs? Mm, Muds. Oh really? Yeah.
1: Yeah, they're rescue dogs. So, um,
0: yeah, they're they're fine. I've always had dogs. So. All right. Okay. Were they yeah. uh, were they a sort of a a must to have in the home? Like, have you always have you always had that thought of like, well, I I have to have a dog in the house.
1: Sure. Yeah. I mean, when you live in a city, I mean, it, you know, it's nice to have a dog because you don't have anyone trying to break in. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. It's really it is a total deterrent. I mean, people. I mean, you know, the creeps won't even come in your driveway if they hear a dog. So, um, I've always had them, and and um, and I just like having them around. You know, I like walking them, and they're a comfort. Um, this actually having only two is probably uh, the fewest we've had in a while, but um, that's that's enough right now. Yeah.
0: <laughs> is there a a word or phrase that you use all the time? that you wish you didn't for example I always use um all the time with everything
1: um, um oh m mm, m mm. yeah. no I got like this chronic cough clear in my throat that I wish I could get rid of but apparently I can't oh. that's, does that count as a word just a chronic <laughs> just a oh yeah cough. You did. <laughs> yeah um yeah I say um a lot and that's too bad you know <laughs> be... Pronunciation, certain pronunciations, I I, I struggle with. Um, so I, I, I work to like sound more relaxed in interviews and things like that. Those are the things I work on. It's not. It's not something that you get hung up on. No.
0: no. You don't get. You don't uh, come across as getting uh, hung up on a on a lot. To be fair you're quite a, you're quite quite, a, quite, a relaxed, quite a relaxed dude yeah yeah, yeah
1: well, i'll tell my wife that <laughs>
0: <laughs> i was going to ask you that we kind of got briefly on uh music a wee bit ago and I just i've kind of got hung up on this because uh, of the playlist at the start of punk rock and trailer parks i got yeah everybody uh, likes that. Yeah. that was
1: a moment of inspiration I wish I wish that you know you, the technology had advanced. It probably exists now, so you could like you know go directly to Spotify by pressing like a little you know microchip on each page and you know getting yeah. the proper getting the proper song for the proper scene. But that was the best I could do, just the playlist. Somebody's yeah. actually posted it on YouTube. I think they posted it on Spotify too, or it was at one point.
0: There's there's oh, a nice. there's a few of them. A I, I don't know if there's. I, I never looked on Spotify, but there is a, there is a few of them on YouTube, but they're all like missing a track or two. And oh really? Yeah, some of
1: the tracks are really rare. Yeah,
0: so. I put I put one yeah. together when I was reading the the comic and managed to get all of them together. Nice. but I've not went back really? and looked to see if they're still there. What ones know?
1: were missing? Do you
0: remember? I know they were all there at the time. At the oh. at the time they were all there. I managed to get them all together. Um mm but it's the whole thing of whether they're actually still there or not if the people have actually oh, right. kept the track yeah up. right they can
1: take it down yeah, yeah that's a problem
0: um but is that a, a is that a good reflection of what your kind of music tastes are like or are you a bit
1: more all well it was it was 17 yeah, yeah but i mean <laughs> considerably since then but yeah when i was a punk rocker yeah that was that's a pretty good I mean it was more than just stuff I liked. I mean, I don't know that anybody for example likes Klaus Nomi, I mean because it's almost <laughs> visible. But it was such a spectacle, you know, that it was uh it was an experience more than than just the music. Um I'm trying to remember what else was on that playlist. Um but yeah, I mean, you know, a lot of the stuff I listen to obsessively like Talking Heads or you know, things like that. I mean, it's
0: yeah. <clears throat> It was quite a. It was. Uh, it stuck out for me because it, it very much was much of the same. It was uh, kind of the sound The very much the soundtrack of my teen years, and going around mm. s- skateboarding. Really, and, that's
1: sad. Listen to your own damn music. <laughs> <I'm fine>. <laughs> <laughs> I've heard you that. You should have a much more updated playlist, personal playlist than that.
0: I've I've heard that a lot. <laughs> 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 it was. Um, yeah, I blame my uh, I blame my folks for that. I got a I got quite wow. a quite a musical history growing up, and uh, very eclectic yeah. very eclectic household. Um, very oh, nice! Yeah, very. I got old. nothing,
1: so my parents, you know, didn't listen to anything. Oh, really? So, you know, they listened to garbage. Yeah. <laughs> so it was it was all me. I don't know where it where exactly it came from, but yeah. you know, I had to find it in my own way. But that was the challenge of that book, you know, to to portray music in comics form because it hasn't been done successfully very often. And uh, I think I pulled it off because I was trying to create evoke, you know, the the vibe of that experience rather than the actual musical experience, which is impossible. Yeah. Without the music. Yeah. So yeah. Um, yeah. that's what I shot for. Um, but I had fun with that book. That book was a real pleasure to make.
0: It's uh, it's fun on it's definitely fun on the page, big time. And you got, you, oh, good to hear. Yeah, you get a you get a good sense of like the sweaty club atmosphere and about it as right. well. Right, so it's good. Yeah, it's um, yeah. Do you know what? It's it was one of those that I kind of saw the, kind of saw the playlist and thought, I don't know how this is going to work whilst reading it. You know, music with reading, can, like especially words can sometimes throw you off. But you know, it really worked, man. It
1: really, really worked. Oh, that's good. I'm glad to hear that. Yeah, glad to hear that. Why people think it's so unusual to have a lot of people, uh, a lot of interview interviewers and media always mention that like it's some great innovation. I was like, really? Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, it's a big. you know it's a big thing that people put soundtrack to books now but you tend to find it within like sort of small press like indie books and stuff Maybe, yeah. um Maybe. and then i don't know It just it was a bit it was a bit of a, a different thing you I, I think that's right you don't get it really through it a lot of things people can put their own soundtrack to things but to have one that's actually there that's like this can you know end on this track and start on this one and stuff was really right. cool
1: well, that's the big difference between, you know, film and comics. I mean, that's the one great difference is we don't have that sound or we don't have that soundtrack which is so um so vital to film. So Yeah, yeah. yeah. I tried to break it up, but I don't know that I pulled it off.
0: Nope. I I would definitely go for it, man. Yeah, definitely. I think you've you pulled it off big time. Is there um is there any kind of music that you do well, do you actually listen to music whilst
1: you're reading yourself? No, no I'm um, not yeah, usually. Once in a while you know, some no, I can't I can't do two things at once, so I'm not I'm not that, that my brain doesn't work that way. Um I usually um I'll I'll listen to music when I'm drawing. Okay. Not when I'm writing. I need it quiet when I'm writing. But yeah, yeah, when yeah. I'm if I'm doing research, you know, just like, you know, that's okay. I can listen to music and uh um when I just sit down and draw, then I have then I play music. So do you think those are the times yeah do
0: you think it sort of pushes you to keep going sometimes
1: no no I think it's just you know it's just I like it <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's as far as it goes I still listen to CDs I mean you know it's like they're all stacked up everywhere in here yeah it's like I'm not changing music formats again god damn it no you know, I... I fell for the CD thing I fell for the CD thing back in like you know the late 80s and got rid of all my vinyl and I'm not going back to vinyl. Now, so it's <laughs> yeah, sticking with CDs.
0: <laughs> I get that, dude. I've I've still got a I've still got a big CD collection myself. Yeah. Um, massive CD collection. I refuse to get rid of it. Refuse yeah, to get rid of it. I'll too. I'll um I'll whittle it down from time to time. Things that I maybe haven't listened to in like ten years or something like that. And it's like <laughs> it's not gonna happen. Like I'll digitize right. it and then get rid of it. But otherwise, no. I I don't think I'll ever get rid of it. At all, I actively look for sort of new CD players because God, you can only have a CD player for so long before it packs in. Um, right.
1: Well, you can say that about almost anything, but um, I still have a cassette player. I mean, I still have a yeah. dual cassette there from when I was making mixtapes back in the uh,
0: yep
1: back in the eighties. Same.
0: You know? Exactly the same.
1: still works. Still <laughs> yep, works. I mean,
0: why not? I made a I made a mixtape for uh, my other half as a uh, crappy Valentine's present about five years ago. So yeah. <laughs> oh nice! Oh, I love mixtapes.
1: Yeah, yeah, they were great. A lot yeah,
0: of fun with those. Do you ever um? Do you ever dig your old ones out and
1: sit and go through them? Yeah, once in a while. Yeah, 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 once in a while. Yeah, that's fun. Oh, I mean, cassettes don't last. I mean, those things tend to bite the dust. But <laughs> I still have a few that are still they haven't snapped yet yeah yeah, yeah. I mean I'm not I'm not one of those guys that's gonna splice them you know it's like if it snaps that's it (laughs) just bye have a burial at sea and and wish it (laughs) a do
0: do you still by any chance have uh, VHS
1: uh no we don't have a VHS player I think I may still have some tapes but um you know I can't play them oh yeah Yeah, I know that's a gun I mean there's some stuff that's only available on you know old formats yeah well, yeah, the, but that,
0: that, the thing I tend to find these days is you go back to the VHS and find out that there's been scenes that have been cut
1: for going onto Netflix or DVD or whatever. Like inappropriate scenes or something like that.
0: Uh no, like, um, <coughs> what was it I was watching the other day? Well, the the, the the notorious one that comes up is the Muppet Christmas Carol, but
1: it's not that. There's something else as well. Um, notorious about the Muppets Christmas
0: Carol. There was a whole song cut a whole song. Really? Yeah, oh, yeah. It's like
1: an inappropriate song? No,
0: of? no, that's the worst part about it. It was the studio thought that it was too slow and too sappy no. for kids, so they cut it um, and it doesn't appear in the DVD or the the digital version. Apparently it's going back on it.
1: What a loss of society. <laughs> um, the uh... Well, the, I mean, the most famous one, of course, is Star Wars. I mean, the original version is only available on old vhs yeah, The yeah. ones that George Lucas didn't screw up with <laughs> you know, additional bad uh, special effects.
2: Yeah, yeah,
1: I think I still have a version of that. I've just hung on to it out of sheer stubbornness. <laughs> but I can't play it. So, yeah. yeah. I mean, that's the nice thing about, you know, comics. I mean, the books, there's a certain permanence to those things. I mean, they're gonna be around and they're gonna they're gonna stay unless they get you know deemed completely inappropriate down the road yeah and are cast out but um (laughs) thankfully that hasn't happened to me yet
0: (laughs) i think they'd be hard pushed with some of your stuff dude i think who
1: knows you know i don't know you you never know when you're stepping on a landmine you know
0: (laughs) stepping back a bit there you are you actually a, a star wars fan then
1: uh, well, I mean, it came out my senior year in high school, so right, okay. I think I saw it 16 times in the theater when Whew. it came out. Yeah. So, yeah, I know I was totally into it. But after that, no, I kind of lost interest after the, the first one. The first one was such a cultural phenomenon. It's really hard to describe to somebody who wasn't there. Yeah. I mean, it just, it just, it just like blew up in a way that I, I've never seen anything blow up since and just dominated everything i mean it was just like amazing yeah and so that you know to be a part of that was uh, and we all remember the first time we saw it you know that opening scene with the spaceship just you know filling the screen and just going on and on and on and on and on, and on, and on. you know your mouth just hangs open it's just one of those magical movie moments that are so rare yeah um yeah i mean you know, it was so yeah i loved it when it came out but I, I mean, I haven't. You know, they lost me with uh, Phantom Menace, and I haven't got <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I get that,
0: man. I get that. I yeah. was um, like I was a bit, I was a bit younger when uh, Phantom Menace came out, and I just didn't. That's I like d- twenty
1: years ago, right? Yeah, like,
0: yeah, at yeah, least. yeah, yeah. I just, uh, I just <clears> didn't <throat> get it. I didn't get it at all. No. Didn't make any no, sense. It did. No, it did. No one did. <laughs> well, but, but they always gave the impression that they did. That was the bad thing. For the longest time, it was because it was the only thing that came after it all. It was like people were sort of faking, giving it, oh, yeah, it's great, it's great. And then it, it suddenly right. set in. Like, that wasn't good, was it? That's <laughs> like, there was a whole load, a whole sort of generation of folk that gave it, oh, it was great. I really enjoyed that. It was amazing.
1: Well, oh. I heard geeks of any you know any any stripe are uh, um, you know they're they're fanatics. I mean that's I mean fan is short for fanatic. Yeah, so. well,
2: true. Yeah. yeah
1: that explains a, a lot of especially in the geek world. There's a lot of apologizing for for schlock.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. You know, I mean, certainly comics. There is. So.
0: Yeah. Uh, so did you uh, did you not follow on in the the star wars comic
1: No, I've never read the i think well I read it when they Marvel first adapted them you know okay. back in the seventies um adapted them not greatly and then they got really interesting because there was no new material
2: mm-hmm.
1: and so Marvel was just making shit up, <laughs> and they had like the space bunny and they had all this really wacky out weird stuff and uh it, it got all erased when lucas then came back with uh you know empire strikes back but um and finished up the series but yeah there were years there where they had nothing yeah and apparently nope was paying attention so they could do what they wanted <laughs> uh, Yeah, over oh, for those days right now of course marvel's owned by disney so that's not gonna happen yeah
0: fuck, everything's under a magnifying glass these days
1: yeah Big right time. it's all being marketed to death and focus groups and you know, there's no what little creativity there was in mainstream media, mainstream comics in particular, is is gone.
0: Yeah. Have you um, have you ever had to, the notion to want to do something for uh, a a bigger sort of publisher? Maybe not even before the nope. uh, no, not in the slightest. Oh
1: no, there was never a place there for me you know I mean when I was young I mean that's what I wanted to do I wanted to go off and work for Marvel or DC and be a you know draw Iron Man or whatever yeah, yeah. and I I quickly dropped that and got involved in other things but at a certain point you know I wanted to do get these comics I had in my head out of my head and onto paper and you know the, I, I didn't want anyone telling me what to draw or what to write or how to draw and how to write and wanted to do my own thing and you know you pay a price for that you get you get kind of uh ghettoized by the mainstream which was fine i mean i made it work but that was never an option for me i mean no one ever approached me and said hey you want to draw you want to write uh howard the Duck or something (laughs) um i've never i've never been approached like that so i mean i found my own way Yeah, yeah
0: yeah big time that's it it kind of works um it, it works in the favor of you then end up with an, an absolutely sort of dedicated fan base in a way as well though for your for
2: oh, your work
1: that'd be great <laughs> <laughs> oh you do like you know Some sometimes i i mean i started things before there was actually a genre like graphic novels when i started working on longer form stories there really were not graphic novels yet okay. um i mean there were some But there weren't a lot of publishers. Yeah. You know, like in the late 90s, there were not big publishers putting out graphic novels. There just weren't. So I kind of had to wait for the, you know, the business to catch up to what I was thinking of. And then I had that opportunity. But, and sometimes that's, you know, that's the way it works out. Or maybe I just lucked into it. I don't know. um But I had no interest in, you know, doing what mainstream comics were doing at that time, which just totally bored me, you know, that whole extreme era and uh,
2: yeah, and,
1: uh, and uh, mainstream comics with all these spikes and hair and talons and 47 X-Men books and, and all <laughs> this it's garbage. I mean, it, I had no interest in that whatsoever.
0: No, no. It's something that, it's something that never really... I mean, it was big here for people that were, you know, hardcore into it. But I think if you were just the average person off the street here, it wasn't making its way into shops or anything at this point. So we no, never really no, saw it. Was anything. Very,
1: very genre specific. Very. What well, you didn't have comic shop? I know you have comic shop. Yeah, comic
0: shops. Are, but I mean, mean, it wasn't making it onto like, I I don't know, like the, the sort of grocery store shelf or anything like that. We we just never ended Uh-oh, all that
1: stuff. I... Well, I don't think it is. I don't think it still is. Um,
0: mm.
1: Not in the English-speaking world. I mean, you go to you know you go to France and they sell comics on the train. Yeah. I mean, it's amazing. But you know, everywhere else, um, yeah. I, I mean, uh, we can't shake, and it's just not the UK and in America. It's like every English-speaking country. We can't seem to shake the the misconception that comics are, are lowbrow you know yeah, I mean there's been some roads made there but I think for the general public you know it's like comics really?
2: <laughs>
1: I remember once I'll tell this, tell this story um, I was at this uh, book festival in, uh, in Paris it was called the American Book Festival so it's just American authors because okay. the French are so obsessed with literature you know they, and they're particularly obsessed with American literature they invited all these authors in all these authors in american authors and i got an invite because you know i had some success there and um after the day's festival you know we're going out with all these authors i was like can i tag along and they're like sure because i don't have anything else to do and so they were pretty well-known authors you know u.s regular u.s book authors and and One woman asked me, What do you do? I mean, what do you write? And I said, I'm the comics guy. (laughs) Comics guy. She went, Really? You're a stand-up? And I said, No, no, not stand-up comic, comic books. And you could just see the look on her face. She just like this crestfallen look. (laughs) And that's pretty much the last time she talked to me that evening. Because you know it's like, Why are you here? Comic books. Um, and that just kind of sums up the whole attitude of you know toward comics. Yeah, I find, I mean, I've accepted it because it's been that way my entire career, but and it's changed a little. Mm-hmm. It certainly, it's changed, but um, it's still it's still infuriating that we're just not taking that seriously. Yeah,
0: it's just it's, it's totally bizarre. It's just so so bizarre. It's like you say, it's you we're just. Comics is just totally neglected to this weird ghetto. Even if, even in like bookshops, when you've got you know big collections, graphic novels, these beautiful <laughs> things on 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 the shelf, and it's just shoved into this little section at the back of the store, you know? away from everything. It's right. like fuck. Um, no, but it's not um, like that
1: everywhere. It is not like that everywhere. No, but it certainly is way in the English speaking world. I don't get it. I really don't get it. No, it's something about it this you know this language we use i guess i don't know what it is but some shared some shared backward thinking i don't know but yeah it's weird i don't know if
0: it's <clears throat> oh i really I, i'm I'm really not sure if it's just we've not been able to a uh, get our get the sort of heads out of the funny pages sort of thing and they just think it remains there or what but it's just odd i mean oh. i i still remember telling a customer of mine that was into comics, and you know, straight away the question comes up like, "Oh, you know, what what Marvel or DC people are you into, all this kind of stuff." And then I start going into all of these the conversations that sort of goes, and I start saying, "Oh yeah, there's a I've read a comic about this." So, oh, oh yeah, I read a comic about that, and it's all these different topics that we're talking about, and she suddenly twigs and sort of goes, "Wait, what do you mean there's comics of this stuff? What 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 are you on about?" <laughs> Um, and you know it's pointing out to well, all this stuff.
1: That's changing because you know the the last two generations in particular have been reading comics like no one else.
0: Yeah.
1: I mean millennials and whatever we're calling this one Generation Z. I don't. That's a really shitty name. I hope they change that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, I mean they're reading comics in numbers that I've never seen, and and it's not superheroes. I mean the superhero superhero numbers are flatlining.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Um, finally so it's <laughs> oh, there's hope there's hope for the future I mean you know previous generations they I mean you get a lot of great creators that came out of those but they people those generations were not buying comics not in these these kind of numbers so hmm. um, you know I think there's hope there but um, I, I really wish that Marvel and DC would just get the hell out of the way
0: you know <laughs> yeah I know that much
1: because there's really they can't really justify their existence anymore. I mean allegedly both of them are losing money, mm-hmm. but of course marvel and d c make so much money you know on the ancillary thing, particularly movies and t v that they don't give a shit that the yeah. comics business loses money, and how can you fight that? I mean if the rules of you know the rules of the free market don't apply, yeah uh, and it seems like a, a pretty big cheat it just <sighs> It just seems to me like <clears> that
0: they're they're literally only keeping the comics alive for uh, IP, and that's it. Right. Like, exactly. Else. Well, R and
1: D too. I mean, it's research and development. Yeah. I
0: think. Yeah.
1: yeah. <clears throat> um, you know, I mean, in this country, I don't know about the UK, but in this country, what happened was in the nineties uh, there there was a schism, and you know. Superhero comics, mainstream comics went in one direction and indie comics went in another direction because we were simply not we were blocked from taking part in what mainstream comics were doing. You know, they didn't let us in their conventions. They didn't let us in their comic shops. They didn't, uh, you know, they, they made sure that the conversation in media was all about the latest piece of crap superhero comic they were putting out. So the indie comics, if you want to call them indie, I mean. You know, my publisher is uh, is Abrams yeah. Books, which is owned by Les Martinique, which is the biggest book publisher in the world. <laughs> so how indie is that? Yeah. But um, you know, for just for the description, I'll call it indie comics.
0: Yeah, yeah, sure, sure.
1: Um, creator owned, and you know, the vision of one or two people rather than the vision of uh, an entire corporate wing. Mm-hmm. So we set up our own system. We set up our own festivals. We set up our own distribution system. We set up our own way of of selling books. And you know those two worlds have remained largely, largely separate. Yeah. I don't know in the UK if it's that way, but um, um, do
0: you know we've got the added thing of um, well, like so in, in in where I'm from Dundee, we've got DC Thompson that does all like the Beano and Urwali and, uh, like all all these like. Kind of staple point British comics um, that have been going for years, which are in a total different league of their own entirely. You know, they're nowhere near any of those two camps. I mean, they those two very much exist within bookstores, but like Bino and everything, Mm. just reigns. It still reigns supreme. It's still like they're still one of the very few that are still in supermarkets. You know, they're the things Mm. that still appear in like the local paper shop and and stuff like that like all the time, right. and like I don't know if you know um commando it's been going for years over here, but it's like these sort of army stories but they've they've been going for decades, and uh yeah they still you know they still appear in like these newspaper shops and stuff and and they're just a the total league of their own, so we've 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 got that right. sort of competing factor, but that's just that's like i would say that's as much as I enjoy them they are like conveyor belt comics like they just have to get them out like that's it there's there's nothing else to it it's just stuff that comes out um sure yeah i don't it's just it's it's so odd just now there's a big there's big conversations in the in the uk especially within like the indie scene and stuff about you know payment and and yeah i'm aware
1: of that i've been following that Yeah. yeah yeah
0: it's um you know it's odd especially if you're you're more of just a a fan looking looking inward on that sort of stuff it's it's yeah it's very strange hearing all that and then seeing the sort of figures that come out of it as well and it's just it's 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 a strange strange one and um
1: yeah that's that's not a good scene um and that's pretty hard to uh to not side with the creators in that one Yeah, that that sounds frankly it sounds abusive
0: yeah yeah yeah
1: and um so uh, yeah that's not going to work out well for those the publishers that are doing that um, No. but uh i mean we've had you know i mean we certainly have our own issues here i mean with marvel and dc and the whole work for hire thing you know where they just steal yep. everything <laughs> even though they wind up you know, 50 years later they wind up you know paying the jack kirby estate 500 million dollars or whatever they paid him mm-hmm. um it just seems, yeah, I don't know. It's there just seems to be this corporate mind think that goes into this stuff. And, and comics has always been had a huge exploitation factor. I mean, that goes all the way back to the beginning. Yeah. So you really have to you really have to work to not get sucked into that. And uh, I never did. Um, Luckily. So I don't know why. I mean, I just shied away from that stuff from right from the beginning. I wanted nothing to do with it. So. It's... again you pay a price for that, maybe you make a little less money at at one point in your career, but you're in much better shape later in your career.
0: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, definitely. You got like the whole the whole simple thing of having more say over what you're doing as well, just is it's gotta be a, a massive, massive benefit.
1: I can't imagine working any other way. Yeah. Um, and I have total say over what I do. I yeah. mean I decide what I'm gonna do and I decide how to do it. That's good. And that's always been very important to me. Um, it's you know it's worked out pretty well. I mean it took a while, but it's worked out. It's worked out pretty well. Um, and you know I mean the more rights you retain, and the, the better off you are as a as a creator. I mean you know I got all the proceeds from uh, the movie adaptation of my friend Dahmer and, Yeah. And anything else I'll do. I mean that all goes directly to me. They put does... out a line of Dahmer action figures. I'll get all that. <laughs> money. So. Do you know what? it wouldn't? It wouldn't
0: surprise me with the amount of true crime shit that's out there. It wouldn't surprise me if there ends up being a bunch of dolls
1: actually, and stuff. There, a, there actually have been a couple Jeffrey Dahmer action figures. Oh, how's it? Believe it or not. Oh, jeez. Yeah, not. I mean, I have nothing to do with them, but okay
0: yeah, there have been a couple. Is it? Is it like true crime series kind of stuff?
1: Uh, there's a whole group of actually, there's quite a few in the UK too because I hear from them oh, yeah. uh, serial killer serial killer fandom. There is a there is an actual thing, and um, a lot of young women, for some reason, young single women, not unsurprisingly, they're single, <laughs> uh, are really obsessed with serial killers. It's like you know, this is not a healthy this is not a healthy hobby.
0: No, uh, find something
1: else. Find something else,
0: ladies. I, I, but I do find it strange, like in in our like in our house, um, like my other half and and my uh, my mom as well. They're, they're both really into like crime dramas, but crime documentaries and stuff, true crime stuff. Oh, and it's yeah, like yeah. I just don't know what the a huge thing. Yeah, I don't know what the appeal. I don't know what the appeal is. I've never been into it myself, like at all you know, the closest I've well, got is your well, book, you know, so <laughs> I'm
1: a little close to that stuff. So I really don't have any, find any pleasure in, uh, no, I can um, imagine <laughs> that, because I kind of lived it. Um, and yeah, it, it just doesn't, I can't detach and, and find any appeal there. So no, I, I don't watch that stuff at all. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I do, You know, And particularly women who are really into true crime. I, I, I mean, that sounds sexist, but I it's, just something i've noticed yeah yeah yeah. purely anecdotally i mean i don't have any data to back that up but just from my experience and and talking to people who contact me it's weird yeah it's it's uh it's just a thing yeah it's It's... harmless i mean it's you know who cares yeah the serial killers the serial killer stuff is a little a little twisted yeah how's um how does that
0: just you saying about the movie there how does that work with it being on like say, like I saw it the other day, it's streaming on the Channel Four thing over here. Um, yeah,
1: it's it's starting to stream everywhere. Yeah.
0: Do you uh, do you see a lot of pickup from that, or
1: do you see a lot of people books? Book sales, you
0: mean? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. My uh, friend,
1: uh, my friend Dahmer. I mean, the first printing sold out the day it was released, and it has never stopped selling. Right. Okay. So. It's just one of those books that's just gonna keep going and going and going. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Thank God. <laughs> I mean everybody you know, everybody wants at least one of those books in their bibliography, you know, it's nice to have. Yeah. yeah it's good. And, um I mean that's how you I mean you talk about, you know, the rights problem. I mean the way that you um the way that you make a living in this business is that you have four or five books and they're all paying royalties, you know? And you just keep producing them. It just keeps, I mean, you just keep getting this this money coming in. And that's, I mean, that's how it works. That's how it's always worked. And and not just in comics, I mean, in the book trade. Mm -hmm. And uh, I mean, we don't put up the kind of numbers, you know, in comics that, you know, say John Updike put up, or, you know, I'm trying to think of a top author, uh, Jean LeCare or someone like that. Right. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but that's how it works and that's how those guys you know yeah made made a healthy living so yeah. that that the formula changed it's not easy to achieve but that's the tricky part yeah <laughs> but um it can be done it can be done it's it's a tried and true
0: formula was the uh, was the film something that ended up coming on the horizon quite early with the release of the book then yeah
1: yeah, yeah. uh yeah the filmmaker actually approached me before the book was even released he somehow got a hold of a a review copy and he contacted me and then we talked over a period of months and I decided to to green light it you know it was not um, I was comfortable with him and I thought he'd do a nice job with it and he did so um, you know it worked out well
0: Good, man. Interesting
1: experience. That was another one of those things, you know, like the billboard in the Paris Metro. It's like yeah. well, twenty years ago that I think I would have a movie based on one of my comics that premiered at the Tribeca Film Festival. No, jeez. <laughs> so, you know, that's one of the things that comics brought me.
0: It must um, must be a a pretty surreal experience seeing somebody actually playing you as well. <laughs>
1: um, you know, people ask me that all the time and um in fact the guy who played me asked me that on the set one day oh really <laughs> and I said, well, in, you know in the long laundry list of surreal experiences revolving around the <laughs> i don't know how that this is particularly that high up the list it's true i think yeah. my definition of surrealism is a little different than yours and uh...
0: <laughs> that's very true right enough it's great to see it actually you know picking up steam it's like when the film was getting announced I remember seeing loads more about the the comic being mentioned everywhere oh sure
1: yeah I mean it sold a it sold a shitload of books yeah I mean, that's that's why you do these things really I mean you know that was my only I mean you know I got money for it sure but I mean uh I didn't really need the money but you know it was it was grasping for you know this big payday um the uh I mean my my view was, you know, it'll bring more people to the book. I mean maybe and that's that's a good thing. Yeah, yeah. so and that's exactly what happened. So
0: yeah.
1: is there um
0: is there anybody just now that you're um reading that you're kind of favoring in
1: comics or anybody that you, comics? you have No, taken? I don't read a lot of comics, honestly. I really don't. All right. Um, okay. I stopped reading comics obsessively and I used to read everything
2: Hmm.
1: when I was a teenager. But when I started making comics I stopped reading comics for the most part. I mean I see stuff, you know, people send me things like they want me to do a blurb or something. (laughs) You know, they don't and there's some great stuff. But for the most part I'm aware of, you know, who's doing really good work, but I don't I don't read comics like I used to. Not even close. I just can't do it. I need to keep other people's work out of my head. Yeah. you know it's hard to come up with ideas on your own <laughs> let alone if somebody else is bouncing around in there
0: yeah well, and I
1: yeah, some people get really upset at me over that you know but that's just it's worked for me and I'm not going to apologize for it I mean it, that's how I have come up with whatever voice I have I mean mm-hmm. that was the method I used to to develop that and, and I'm not going to apologize for it
0: you know no no that's good man that's good it's good that you stick to your guns, I like got Definitely.
1: Well, it's just it's not so much you know taking a stand. It's just this is what works. Yeah. I mean, and other stuff didn't work, so I need to do this. It's purely selfish. <laughs> I admit.
0: Well, I'm uh, conscious of the fact that we're over the hour mark, and I don't want to take up all your uh-huh. ti- all your time in the day, dude. Um, it might so, be. Do I have yeah.
1: anything else to do? Come on. <laughs> <laughs> well, fair enough. That's a good one. <laughs> We clean enough. up the dog crap in the backyard. You know,
0: not... <laughs> <laughs> I just I'm just overly aware. Like I said to you, you know, we're uh, five five hours ahead. It's you know it's quarter past eight here, but it's only what three p.m. Yeah, right. it's three right.
1: afternoon. Or now it's fine. <laughs> it's fine. We talked about comics that much. <laughs> we're talking about Star Wars. But... Yeah. Star Wars and serial killers. But,
0: uh... <laughs> well, we got we. Spoke a lot about um, about your books, and to be fair, dude, like I'm, I'm steering myself away from uh, Fanning out a wee bit to to be honest. So uh, <laughs>
1: all, We're all dorks here. We're all fellow
0: dorks. <laughs> well, I'm uh, you know I'm sitting with the uh, I'm sitting with the uh, Joey Ra- Joey Ramone of yours on the wall downstairs. So uh, I'm a, Oh really? I'm a big fan. Okay. Yeah, yeah. That was. Um, yeah, I, do, I do
1: draw good. I do draw good, Joey.
0: <laughs> that was uh, um, the guys from the uh, the guys from the podcast surprised me with that at the uh, the start of the all lockdown. Right, yeah, sure. yeah, yeah. So it was good. It was uh, it was nice of them. But yeah, big. Uh, those,
1: those commissions are about the only thing I've drawn in the last six months. So. Oh really? Yeah, yeah. That's good. That's, it's that's, mostly just writing. You know, trying to trying to come up with ideas and develop ideas, so that that that's the harder part, really. Yeah.
0: I mean, yeah, yeah. The
1: drawing is the easy part, the fun part. Well, not easy, but fun. Yeah. I mean, can't say we're certainly not easy, but um, um and I don't know. I'm I mean, actually I'm kind of it's it's kind of a hang-up because I'm thinking about my next book, and it's like, oh, man, I got to find something that's easier to draw. <laughs> <laughs> you know. <laughs> Just like, I did the really okay. hard one. Now I need a break. I need I need to reward myself with something that's easier. Yeah, but we'll see what happens. I'll probably pick something that's even harder. It's
0: <laughs> a. Are you a, a, Are you hoping to do a, another um, sort of comedy-based book again? I would to like nothing? to do a
1: comedy. Yeah, I would like to like you know mix it up. I do like to mix it up, kind of like the Cone Brothers. You know, they go between. <laughs> Tragedy and comedy. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and yeah, Kent State was, was pretty intense. And I followed my friend Dahmer with Trash, so I mean, you know, that was really kind of a nice, almost like a palate cleanser, you know? Yeah. Uh, yeah. So yeah, I'd like to, but it's it's kind of hard to be, you know, think of anything funny right now. <laughs> 20- <laughs> it's like, and uh, Do I want to do something in the pandemic? I mean, you know, it's you almost feel like you know it's it's kind of hard to avoid but how do you yeah. how do you be how do you write a comedy about this you know i think we're still a little close to it yeah and if people want to read it i mean the other big event in you know in the last 30 years was 9-11 and there wasn't a lot done about 9-11 you know i mean there really wasn't no nobody wanted to live that they just wanted to bury it so i mean yeah. there was like one or two films and that was about it I don't know about literature. I don't think there have been any comics.
0: Um, I
1: think (sighs) that could
0: be too. I think the only thing I can think of is like a. I think there was like a Spider-Man tribute comic or something like that. I think that's about it. Oh
1: yeah, yeah. Fundraiser. I think it was a fundraiser. Right. Okay.
0: That's about the only thing I can think of.
1: Yeah. uh, Disney helping us out there. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> um, yeah i don't know so we'll see i mean i've got some ideas i'm kicking around but um i mean yeah i don't want to force a comedy but yeah I, I would prefer that it be a comedy
0: yeah yeah is there um is there anything that you've always fancied kind of a uh, doing a comic on but just haven't known how to approach it
1: well that was Kent state
0: oh okay right okay
1: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I had that one in my pocket for a long time, but I just didn't feel that I had uh, the skills, particularly the drawing skills, to pull it off because it was so difficult. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I needed to do a few books first. And in a way, my friend Dahmer was that way too. I mean, I had, you know, I started working on that. Well, it took 18 years to finish that book. Jeez. Oh,
0: yeah, because you had...
1: dreamt it up. I just didn't have I was drawing in a completely different way. I was writing in a completely different way. I hadn't done a long book and finally I decided, you know, I need to really learn how to do this this genre so that's when I did Punk Rock and Trailer Parks. That was my practice book, you know it's like Mm -hmm. how do you make a graphic novel? How do you compose a long narrative? With a lot of storylines and a lot of characters. And that was always with my friend Dahmer in mind. So I had to do punk rock and trailer parts to do my friend Dahmer. And it worked. You know, that's, I mean, that's, it's not just what was successful, it's also, you know, what didn't work. And, you know, you learn by doing. And uh, that was, that's how I've always approached comics. And I needed to do, you know, a few books before I tried to tackle Kent State yeah and maybe I pulled it off. maybe I didn't um, I'll leave that for others to decide, but um, <laughs> I couldn't have done that book you know three books ago. There's no way, okay, or ten years ago. I couldn't have done it. Yeah, yeah. I just didn't have those skills, so now I feel pretty confident in almost almost everything I mean you know, moderately confident and mm-hmm. uh, no one's gonna you know put me on a short list of. Of great artists but um i think that i'm a very good storyteller and you know that encompasses everything and i'm pretty confident in my my ability to tell a story now and in different ways and at different paces Mm -hmm. you know punk rock is punk rock and trailer parks is like this frenetic like sprint of a book (laughs) that kind of tear through it sort of matches the music
0: yeah yeah,
1: it does. But that wasn't my intent. It was just that I was coming from newspapers and used to. You know, I just I hadn't learned to slow down yet.
0: Right.
1: And then with my friend Dahmer, I just slammed on the brakes. It's like this slow, plodding, really book full of dread. And then Trashed is, you know, is is more of a fast paced book. And then Kent State is paced as as it's paced. But um. Uh, that's so those are all stuff you 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 pick up along the way.
0: Yeah, I think. Kent State uh, out of I think out of your out of all your books, I think Kent State is the most sort of measured. It's where you can see your sort of thinking about each you can actually see you thinking about each panel, each page and the sort of thought oh, process thanks. that's going through it.
1: Yeah, I agree with that. I would agree with that. I think I had a really good handle on the narrative. Um mm-hmm. uh, and the pace of the narrative you know i I would speed it up where I wanted to and then slow it down where I wanted to, which I haven't really had that before, yeah, so that's where it really kind of came i mean the first time it's really come into play in a big way um and that- and that story needed that too, yeah, so yeah, yeah, definitely um. And you, you, know, you wanted to keep the suspense going. I think Kent State was probably my most manipulative book <laughs> <laughs> in terms of, you know, kind of leading the reader around. Um, but yeah, yeah, definitely. But I'm not, you know, I'm not going to apologize for that too. Cause that's what you're <laughs> supposed. to Where the other ones had kind of an organic, you know, kind of or an organic narrative. Uh, Kent State was one I definitely, I definitely was in in the driver's seat there
0: yeah it's it's it very much it's a it's a book that builds it very much builds and then as soon as yeah. it hits that crescendo you've just got that after... yeah all up at the
1: end that's for that's yeah. for sure yeah big it time. does it's a gut punch um which you know that's that's the story um mm-hmm. yeah, yeah yeah uh i'm glad that it uh has resonated in other parts of the world uh that that pleases me i wasn't sure that that was going to happen Um, but I kind of, I almost lucked out if you can use that term, um, (laughs) because of what was happening in other parts of the world. I mean, you know, in France, they were, I mean, it just, that book hit like a grenade. I mean, it just got so much press because of how it tied into what was happening in France with the Gilets jean protests and all the other stuff that's going on, you know, they could really relate to it. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, and the French, you know, they love to take to the streets and just <laughs> drop of a hat they're, they're like, around Paris. God bless them. Uh, but yeah, you know, another, it certainly is, is, is had you, you look for relatable things like that yeah, and you hope that you hope that every book has it. So, yeah. so far so good, but we'll see what the next one is like. <laughs>
0: Well, we did a. I don't know if you would have seen, but we did a chat on it. the Three of us on uh, on another podcast of a friend of ours, and we were basically speaking about that about how it's landed. At, it's kind of landed at a this time where, yeah, yeah, yeah. We were <clears throat> to doing the comparison in that. A lot of the pages seemed to match up with a lot of the stuff that was going on within the news cycle at the time kind of thing just incidentally
1: I knew that it was going to be relevant i had no idea it would be that relevant yeah, yeah, yeah. i mean you know what we saw at you know, the capitol building here it was just like holy fucking shit yep um uh it's amazing that it didn't it didn't end in another kent state frankly um you know, with, with a couple dozen people shot, but, um, yeah, we came right to the edge of it. I mean, maybe there is a level, maybe they did learn a lesson from Kent state. I don't know. Um, it's hard to say, but we haven't had really had another one since. I mean, I think that speaks to the power of that moment in history. Yeah. big time. Um, I mean, there certainly have been in other places in the world, but not in the U.S. No, there has. I don't know about the U.K. I don't think you've had one. Um, um, I don't. I mean, Bloody Sunday, but um, well, yeah. When was Bloody Sunday? That was that was uh, was that in the '60s or was that in the '70s? I can't remember now. Oh, now you're pushing my my history limit. Yeah, go um, on now. you is your history, not mine. You can tell about the more Irish in the U.S. Than there are in Ireland. Um, <laughs> though I'm not one of them, uh, my wife is Irish background. But I'm, oh, really? Yeah.
0: See, I'm definitely... I'm actually
1: half Scott. So there you go.
0: Oh, there we go. Yeah, that's what I like yeah. to hear.
1: <laughs> my mother's, mother's family is Hamilton.
0: All right. Oh, uh,
1: nice. Yeah. Half yeah. half half Scott, half Crowd. How's that for a mix?
0: <laughs> that is a good mix. <laughs> that is a good mix. Yeah. <laughs> That's a very good mix. We're, uh, I think, uh, to be honest, I think we're a hundred percent Scot here. I would love to say that we're, you know, all <laughs> o- all over the place, but no, right. I th- you know, we're Stuarts and Craigs, and you know, we're just right. uh, yeah. <laughs> we're yeah. Scottish. Well, yeah, no family. one lives
1: except the Scots. It's not exactly uh, <laughs> <laughs> not exactly. Although I've I've enjoyed visiting there whenever I go. I think it's great, but. Um...
0: Where have you uh where have you been in Scotland?
1: Uh well I went to the Edinburgh Festival one year and okay. then uh we drove around, which was a harrowing experience because of course you don't drive on the proper side of the road. <laughs> <laughs> and I've been a couple of times, so yeah, it was it was fun. I'd love to come back, but you know, I only travel now for comics, so Okay. And I, I was traveling so much for comics. I mean I was like going to France and Belgium three times a year. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um for ten years, you know, and spending like a quarter of the year over there on, on the continent, yeah so i that's all I travel for anymore. The thought of actually getting on a plane and going on vacation that's like oh, <laughs> I don't want to <laughs> do. <that. laughs> I just want to veg out here in the couch and go to the park. you know, I have no i no interest in traveling,
2: yeah,
1: um like, unless maybe. I was like going to a South Sea island, maybe I'd do that, but um. <laughs> Before they all vanish under the waves.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's true, man. Yeah, big time. I
1: think that's... A, that, but I th- it's been very good to me for as far as, you know, getting me to see the world. So that's like the big payoff, the big... Another unexpected payoff. Yeah, totally. You know, yeah. did I think that I'd be spending, you know, 25% of my year, you know, traveling in Europe? No. <laughs> so it's great.
0: How do you... um? How do you feel about getting back on the road again
1: i I can't yeah, I can't wait yeah um yeah, I mean, I really enjoy it, so it's it's you know it's the big payoff you know when you like I said I work socially distanced, have no idea about anything that's happening out there, and um you know actually hit the road and go to shops and you know have fifty people lined up to get your book signed It's a real payoff, yeah. And talk to talk to people who, are, who like your work and you know it's it's a lot of fun hanging out with colleagues i love it all <clears throat> i don't know when that'll return but um probably not this year no it doesn't, doesn't seem like maybe, it
0: anyway
1: I, no, I was... maybe 22 probably 2023 i mean you know yeah. so and what'll be left i don't know
2: <laughs>
1: <sighs> i mean the last comics event i went to was unglen in 2020 Right, okay. Yeah. You know, it was a typical Angoulême I mean, it was fabulous, you know, yeah. hanging out with all my friends and, you know, big crowds and long lines and it's great. I had a blast. And <laughs> then I came home and I actually I toured around France for like a month after that. Oh, nice. And I came home and like a week later, blamo, the lockdown hit. I mean it was just like you could see it coming. And that was it and that was it was the end of it yeah i guess that's a good to, you know good last event if you're going to have one true i miss it and then everything just got torched and i was going to every festival in existence you know <laughs> when ken state came out yeah and they just they just you started watching them just go one by one and it's like oh geez <laughs>
0: <laughs> were you uh, were you due to come to the the UK?
1: Uh, I don't think so no I have never been invited to the UK
0: no I heard so, this I heard this before I heard you yeah. mentioning about this no, no one's ever
1: no one's ever brought me over and I mean Abrams has an office there I mean they put out a lot of books in the UK
2: yeah
1: and they own uh, uh, what's the uh, uh, Self Made Hero they own Self Made Hero
0: oh right okay okay that makes sense they
1: bought that just yeah. say buy everything you know, for <laughs> Red, bought that but they bought it through Abrams I mean it's layer after layer of, you Yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. but yeah I'd love to come to Thought Bubble but no one's ever you know I don't pay for my own travel see that's the thing I mean, yeah you know if, you, if you're gonna bring me over I'll work hard for you you know I'll sign whatever many books need to be signed <laughs> and be on a million panels and do whatever but I ain't paying for it so, <laughs> well I don't have to no I mean I get lots of so yeah, um, yeah. The French bring me over all the time, but now the in the UK they haven't. I'd love to come to Thought Ball. It sounds great.
0: No, I'll, I'll uh, th- th- not that I've got any pool at all, man. But I will, uh, pick, <laughs> I will, I will picket people with emails trying to get you across. <laughs>
1: uh, I don't know if anybody wants, to know, but um,
0: oh, we um, would, uh, <clears throat> we would love to have you come over to something in Scotland, man. I tell you. Oh yeah,
1: well, sure. Well, you know, hey, I was I mean, I'm <laughs> happy to come back to the motherland.
0: Yeah, I'll be uh, I'll be playing uh, that little bit of clip to all the <laughs> Scottish organisers. <laughs> come on, uh, okay, come, come on. <laughs>
1: That's
0: good, man. Well, I, I massively, massively appreciate you doing this, buddy. It was very good of you. Oh, it's
1: my ple- My pleasure. Happy to talk you know it's nice to talk comics casually and stream of consciousness and general babble i mean that's just that's, that's right in my wheelhouse I mean, it's, it's a nice break from you know lockdown
0: yeah yeah i did um where can everybody find you online etc
1: uh, yeah twitter facebook uh i got an instagram and i'm trying to really ramp up this year that's my big goal for this year see? really abandoned Facebook for Instagram. I know they're owned by the same evil, you know, in there, but <laughs> Instagram seems in practice seems to be a lot less evil than Facebook. Yeah. So, um, those are, those are really the two. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's just mostly just me riffing on stuff. It's not anything important. Um, you know, just track down the books. That would be my, that would be my, <laughs> <laughs> my advice to everybody: read the damn books. I mean, that's, the, that's by far the more interesting. The work is more interesting than the creator. In my case, certainly.
0: <laughs> but that is good, man. Yeah, I do. Uh, like I say, I'm a, I'm a massive fan. So. No, well, thank you. Huge, huge fan. Thank and uh,
1: well, yeah. all the books are available except Punk Rock and Trailer Parks. That's kind of out of print, though. You can still find a digital one on Comixology, It's available there. I think the uh, um, I think the
0: evil over- overlords of Amazon have it, if I remember rightly. Yeah, they do. Yeah, they
1: do. But the yeah. comiXology games are cool. Yeah. Um, because they got they got bought by Amazon, but they still run it. And th- those I've been with those guys for a long time. They're all they're all good people. Yeah. So you know you got to pick and choose. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> our corporate overlords will decide what we what we like and what we don't like.
0: But... <laughs> Thanks very much for that, Darf. That was really good of you. Hey, thank man, you.
1: Thank you. Cheers. That no, was fun. I hope that's not too much material. Yeah, we would talk a long <laughs> time.
0: To send us any comments or questions or just to say hello. You can reach us by email at thatcomicsmell at gmail.com. You can also follow us on Twitter and Instagram at thatcomicsmell. Share the podcast with your friends and followers. We are on SoundCloud, Spotify, iTunes, YouTube and most other places you find podcasts. And don't forget to rate, review and subscribe. Thanks for listening. Our music is by Chart Smasher and this track is Dial Up. You can find Chart Smasher on Twitter, at Joan Edam, and you can buy the tracks on Bandcamp.